Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey, friends, welcome back. This is part four in our five-part series all about befriending your body. And we've been talking for the last several weeks about how to nurture a relationship with yourself that is kind, respectful, and compassionate, no matter what you think about what your body looks like. That even if you don't like how your body looks, you're still worthy of kindness and respect, and you can speak to yourself and treat yourself with the same kindness and respect that you extend to your best friend or loved ones. The whole idea of this being that your appearance isn't a prerequisite to deserving love, pleasure, food, joy, or anything. So let's recap what we've talked about so far. Back on episode 108, we discussed exactly what befriending your body even looks like from a practical perspective, what it means to treat yourself with kindness and respect. Things like eating enough food, eating food that you enjoy, moving your body in ways that feel good, dressing in clothes that feel comfortable and you feel good in, and stopping self-criticism when you notice it and stopping making apologies and excuses for your body. And then in episode 109, we talked about what becomes possible when you step into this kind of relationship with yourself. I shared some real-life examples from folks that I've worked with highlighting how getting to a place of full self-acceptance has not only transformed their relationship with food, movement, and body, but how that spilled out into their whole life, into ways that they never even imagined when they started the work, where they feel more relaxed in their parenting, they have more confidence at work, they set boundaries and stick to them, they feel more connected and vulnerable in their relationships. They feel more relaxed in general and not as perfectionistic and people-pleasing. And they trust that they're on the right track with their health without worrying about their weight. And these were all things that when we started the work, they never knew were possible. Up until then, they all just seemed like a desire or a dream that they never felt like they could do or have or be because there was a belief that they weren't good enough or weren't deserving. And then you got to hear one of these stories from a real-life client of mine in episode 110. Debbie shared how transforming her relationship with her body allowed her to enjoy a beach vacation this year and wear a bathing suit without any anxiety or fear. And it wasn't even like she had to psych herself up to do this. In fact, it didn't even really dawn on her until partway through the day that she was out there on the beach in a bathing suit and that she was actually doing that and feeling completely neutral. 
So I encourage you to go back and listen to any of those three episodes. If you haven't yet, get caught up and then come on back here to this one, because today we're going to talk about exactly how you get from point A to point B. Like, what is the process you need to take to get to this place where you're fully accepting your body and treating yourself with dignity and respect, even if you're not pleased with what you see in the mirror? Because I'm sure that it all sounds really great in theory, but how do you actually make that shift from feeling so uncomfortable and embarrassed or ashamed about your body and thinking that there's so much wrong with you to fully accepting yourself as is, not worrying about what anybody thinks and always speaking to yourself with kindness and respect? Maybe sounds like a bit of an impossibility. In fact, I had a very similar conversation to this with a brand new client just yesterday. She had booked a a consultation call with me to discuss coaching. And that was the question she asked at the end. You know, in, in our conversation, she became aware that the way that she viewed herself and her body and the way that she spoke to and about herself was actually the real problem, not her body itself or how she was eating and exercising. So she had a great awareness. She was like, okay, I get it, but how do I just switch to accepting myself and being kind to myself when honestly, right now, all I can see is what's wrong with me? So I kind of want to use this conversation as an example and share a little bit about what came out of it while fully protecting this person's identity, because I think that using real life examples can help us understand concepts that seem new and abstract. And this example, I think, highlights really well how what presents on the surface as a struggle with food, exercise, and our body image is really a symptom of something much deeper. And by sharing this conversation, I'll be able to show you how I implement my three-step process for making that change and getting the result you want. I'll share with you the exact steps that I take my clients through or the steps that you can choose to take yourself through to move from where you are now to where you want to go. Okay, so let's get started. We'll backtrack a little bit and I'll provide a bit of context as to why this client first booked a conversation. Like so many of the people that I speak to, she was feeling dissatisfied with her body. Her body had changed after having children. As she said, it's the heaviest she's ever been. Now, she had lost weight at other times, and she knew that this was not the solution that was going to help her, that was going to make her feel better. Because, one, she had been unable to keep the weight off, just like 95% of people who lose weight. And also, when she was smaller, she still felt the same insecurities and had all of this anxiety. I mean, we've talked about this before, right? She hated having to micromanage food and plan her life around her workouts, constantly worried about putting the weight back on. We know the story. I, that was my story and my personal journey. I'm sure you can relate to. So she had tried to quit dieting and she learned quite a bit about intuitive eating. She read the books. And she even took some self-directed courses from the internet, but she really struggled in putting it into practice. And she found that she was still eating emotionally lots of times, eating past fullness and eating foods that really didn't make her feel very good. 
not exercising at all, and was just feeling really unhappy with her choices and like she was headed down a very unhealthy path. And she was feeling really frustrated to the point that she said, you know, I know dieting or following food rules doesn't work, but at least it provides some structure and I feel like it's got to be healthier than what I'm doing. And believe me, I get that. Like when you feel so out of control and like you're in this downward spiral, of course, it could seem like having a plan to follow would provide the security of feeling like you're on a healthy path. Fortunately, she knew that wasn't going to get her where she wanted to go and she chose to try something different and she gave me a call. And on that call, I asked a whole bunch of questions. So this is step one in my process, asking the deeper questions. And we start with that right on the consultation call. And the first question I usually ask is something very simple, like, well, what are you struggling with right now? And from there, I probe a bit more. So for this lady, I asked, what would change if you could eat well and exercise regularly without following a diet, like just trusting yourself to eat foods that were nourishing and move because you wanted to and it felt good? And if you truly accepted your body as it is, what would that make available for you? And her answer was, well, I'd be more present in life. I'd do more stuff with my kids. I would, I would travel. I would fly. I wouldn't let my body size or fear of what I can and can't do hold me back from trying things. So the next question I asked her was a little, was a little deeper. I said, what stops you from doing that now? What stops you from doing all these things that you desire? And that's a really big question. What's stopping you? Because it really helps drill down to the root and, and draw out the fear. And in this particular case, she said, well, I'm afraid what people would think. Like if I just showed up and did all of the things that I wanted to do in this body, people might judge me. So I said, well, what judgment might they have? And her answer was, well, that I'm just too much. You know, that I don't deserve to have and do all of these things. And there was some emotion behind that statement because she realized that it wasn't just about her body being too much. She had been told that she was too much in lots of areas before. Too loud, too bold, too assertive. So the idea of fully accepting herself, not just her body, but her whole self, and living life on her terms unapologetically felt really scary because, of course, as women, we're taught to not ruffle feathers, to not have strong opinions, to put our desires aside, and on and on. So fully accepting herself as is meant potentially ruffling some feathers, disrupting the status quo, and even potentially facing some judgment and losing some relationships. Which led to one final deep question, which was, well, what's it costing you to maintain the status quo and keep everyone around you happy? And how does that compare to the cost of trying something different and deciding to make yourself happy? So obviously she decided to go ahead and begin coaching. So you can deduce what she decided from that question. 
So asking the deeper questions is step one, and it's the main focus of, of our first several sessions in coaching and honestly makes up a big chunk of every coaching session. And it's what I encourage you to do for yourself if you want to make a change in this relationship with your body or really any area in life. Asking questions is how you get to the reason behind the behavior or feeling that you're struggling with. Asking questions is all about being curious and raising your awareness about what is going on. Because you're not feeling the way that you're feeling or doing the things you're doing because you lack discipline or you're lazy or you're just so messed up and broken and beyond help. You're doing the things you're doing or feeling the way you are because you've been taught to believe certain things about yourself, about being a woman, about having a body, whether that's from society, the media, your parents, school, whatever. And often you're not even aware of the belief that's at the core. Like my client, it was this aha moment when she realized all of this came from the belief that she's too much. And even if you are aware of the belief that you hold, it's usually not obvious how that belief is affecting your behavior. So asking questions of yourself, being curious, being a thought detective is the way to become aware of what is at the root. Because once you're aware, that's where you have the power to make change. Like this particular client, instead of now white knuckling herself to just stick to a healthy eating plan and an exercise regime, fighting against herself all the way, knowing that it probably won't work anyway, and then feeling like a failure and perpetuating the belief that she's not worthy of having a healthy, happy life, we're going to work instead on creating a new set of beliefs about herself, which leads me into step two. Step two of this three-part process of making change is attunement and authorization. It's the process that I guide my clients through to start believing something different. And you can't begin that process unless you're aware of what it is you believe in the first place. So for this client, her work is going to be to release the belief that she's too much and that her worth is found in gaining the approval of everyone around her and instead to adopt the belief that she's exactly enough as she is and that her approval of herself is what matters most. Now, that's not just a simple switch, and we don't just get there by repeating the new belief like a positive affirmation. It's a much more gradual process that develops over time, but it's done through the process of attunement. In other words, bringing your awareness inward and learning to trust our body compass. Our bodies send us so many signals, and I teach my clients how to feel and honor those. For instance, I asked this client to notice how it felt in her body when she thinks, I'm too much. And it felt like a knot in her stomach and her body just shrunk inward. But then when she thought about having her own back and approving of herself and knowing that she's enough, it felt expansive and light. She didn't believe it just yet, but the possibility of believing that felt good in her body. Now, the authorization part of this step is then giving yourself the permission 
to create beliefs that serve you and feel right in your body rather than just believing what society has dictated you should believe. It's knowing that you own your thoughts and you have the, the power to decide how you want to think, even if it goes against the grain of society. So then gradually we start trying on this new belief. My client is working on the belief I'm learning to approve of myself. And then her homework for the next little while will be to practice tuning into her body compass and making small, safe decisions that feel right for her instead of just doing what she thinks is expected of her. It could be simple things like choosing an activity that she wants to do on the weekend instead of just always going along with what the family wants to do, or possibly leaving the house without makeup instead of always having to have her face on because that's what people tell us we should do as women. So this is what I call taking aligned action, and that's the third step of the process. Once we've identified how we want to feel and how we want our life to look, and we've started to formulate a mindset and a belief system that supports this kind of life, then we start doing things differently. And the really cool part is that it kind of just happens. It's easy and natural. There's no willpower or white knuckling required. We start eating differently. We eat in more nourishing ways. We stop eating when we're full. We don't find ourselves eating uncontrollably when we're experiencing difficult emotions. We move more. We move because we want to. We move because it feels good. We start dressing in new ways, tapping into our own unique style, and we don't worry about whether we deserve to dress a certain way. We start making requests, standing up for ourselves, trying new things, going on trips, asking for raises, sharing more openly in our relationships. All that stuff that I shared in the previous episode that my clients have experienced as a result of doing the, the work, they've started doing these things and having the results that they previously only dreamed of because they're taking aligned action from their whole new belief system about themselves and their body that they cultivated by asking the deeper questions, attuning to their body, and authorizing themselves to lead their own life. So that is the process. That's the three steps, whatever it is you're struggling with. Step one, ask yourself loads of deep questions. Step two, attune to your body's compass and authorize yourself to change your beliefs. And then three, take aligned action. Now, I fully believe in you to do this work on your own. If it is important to you and you want the change bad enough, I know you will do the work. And I'll also say it's a whole lot easier and faster if you have support. When you work through this process with me as your coach, results are inevitable because I'm going to ask the questions you might be afraid or, or don't know to ask. And I'll hold space for the answers that come forward, for the fear that can often accompany doing things differently, and to keep you focused on the possibility that awaits you on the other side. So if you're serious about transforming your relationship with your body and you're ready to do the work to have that, then go ahead and book your consultation call with me and we'll start the process by asking those deeper questions. And even if you decide not to move forward with coaching, you're going to leave that call clear on what's at the root of your struggle and know exactly what it is you need to work on to get where you want to go. So I will look forward to meeting you if you book a call. 
And I will see you back here on the next episode where we'll wrap up this series about befriending your body. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation, and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on, and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you. 